Jizz in my pants. Did you like that? <coughs> no. <laughs> oh. 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 Did you have pumpkins in your supermarket? Yeah. Didn't have any up here. Really? Ran out. Couldn't grow them. No, they ran out. Pumpkin shortage. Really? Is that a thing? They said to use turnip. <laughs> turnip? Do they get that big? You ever tried to cut a turnip? No, but I'm I sure feel like it'd be carving hard. wood. You need a chainsaw for a turnip. <laughs> that doesn't make it so fun. No. Maybe the, the, the quality of the confectionery should reflect the difficulty of the turnip carving. So you just give like splinters of wood and stuff. Here you go. Trick for you. Fuck off. <laughs> did you get any people coming to your house? Yeah. Um, did you give them anything? Uh, I didn't. I wasn't there. I left as soon as I could. I the wasn't. good thing is, um, if someone's coming to your house, they could say, here's the chocolate. And if you just go around the back, there's the other shed and knock on that door and you'll get some more sweets. Oh, get yeah. a surprise. To the <laughs> kidnapped. Oh, it's amazing that more people don't go missing on Halloween. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a very... There's there's the potential for a lot of things to go wrong. I mean, even what would you say in the, in the missing child aged six um, looks like a child... Um, <laughs> Fairly last, childlike features. Last seen wearing... Batman costume. Um, Batman costume. Probably not going to be wearing that anymore, so you don't really have much to go on, but uh, probably dead, <laughs> raped. Oh, God. See you later. Bye. Yeah, missing uh, four foot five Batman. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> probably going to look more like Robin now. Yeah. Mm. Don't get it. No, neither do I. I don't know. Oh. Probably some horrible joke I was trying to make. Ignore me. Going to be, a, his face will be as white as the Joker now. Oh, oh yeah, no, yep. it's bad. No, uh-huh. Because he's dead. I'm hoping it's because he's dead. That's the only good way you could yeah, interpret that. Yeah, dead, yeah. Yeah, probably dead. That's why you always have to dress up your kids in the most unappealing costume <laughs> for a paedophile. You're going as a Lego brick. <laughs> you can go as a, it's just, um, I don't know, sheet. An upturned plug. <laughs> You can go as a dirty tampon. Oh. No one wants that. <laughs> no one, no one, no one even wants to talk about that. Come on. This is a family podcast. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. <laughs> it is. You're so not right. I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> you're just so used to me telling you off. Yeah. Like, yeah, you're probably right. Wait, no. <laughs> Nam and Jaden, FBI. Victor Goddamn Sullivan. Booker DeWitt. Solid Snake. Commander Shep. Morton Sullivan. You're listening to PlayStation. 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 PlayStation Radio. Radio. Radio UK. This is PlayStation Radio UK. is 97.1 FM PlayStation Radio UK. It is Monday, 
the 2nd of November 2015. My name is Ben Simon. Hello, Ben. Halloween just happened. Yes, it did, Simon. How was it for you? Yeah, it was. Uh, I wanted to watch a, a scary film. Yeah. Couldn't really decide on a scary film. Mm-hmm. So, just played a video game, went to sleep. That was it. Yeah. No one comes to my house for trick or treating. Live in the middle of nowhere. It's a shame. Um, and even if they did, I wouldn't have anything to give them. Just had a wank and went to bed. I didn't even do that. Just didn't even do that. No, just wanked. Went to bed all night. Oh, okay. Just yeah. <laughs> <is> constantly. <laughs> I have not slept in days. Please, will someone just come and get some sweets? <laughs> I'm a sultana. You did this to me. <laughs> Curtains no. open. <laughs> no one out there, though. No. Uh, oh, here's a good recommendation for a Halloween film. A bit late. You're gonna have to remember this for a whole year. But yeah, a vampire film. Oh. Um, among the shadows what we do in the shadows or something yeah uh, I've already watched that like two days ago like three days ago it's not a horror film really it's a comedy no but it's really good and also the one that you made me watch um, the two guys in the woods oh Tucker and Dale Dale and Tucker versus Evil or something yeah they're good television films yeah where they're sort of they're billed as the bad guys against the the college kids but actually it's a complete misunderstanding I actually thought Tucker and Dale versus Evil was a lot like Until Dawn I can't explain why. Cause Just because of the high school kids that are idiots and get killed off in various ways. Yeah. Although they were college kids, I think. What's the fucking difference? They're cannon fodder. <laughs> They're just meat sacks. They're going to get git. <laughs> They're just something for my chainsaw to chew through. <laughs> if you could all just line up and fall onto this sword, that'd be lovely. Thank you. The film's over in five minutes. Well, that was nice, wasn't it? Let's all go home. I hate those kind of horror films. You know the ones with this gore, like Saw? I don't like gore, that. gore, just yet. Yeah, I know what you mean. I like um, ones with ghosts and demons and. I don't. I, li- I don't like those at all. Yeah, but those you just want pink, me. fluffy My Little Pony bullshit. You're god fucking damn right, I do. Actually, My Little Pony is probably the scariest thing you can watch. <laughs> oh yeah, turn. It makes good men go evil. Or whatever. Just <laughs> go the, to the colourful What's side. the thing? <laughs> what's the thing from the from the new Batman trailer? There's a new Batman trailer? You know, the the for, sorry, for the Batman vs. Superman film, what what Alfred says. I've not it seen makes it. good men turn just green with envy. I don't know, I don't know what the, the word tangerine. is. Tangerine. Like a tangerine. I think Halloween is a trash holiday for idiots. Yeah. And fuck everyone who mean. likes it. Fuck off. So good, do you, you like know, it? I think that the thing is hmm. the costumes that you can buy. Yeah. For adults, or just of a standard that makes it, it turns it into something that could be quite a classy, inventive holiday for creatives yeah. into something that is just the sluttiest <laughs> club thing ever. No, I really appreciate people who put a lot of effort into their costumes yeah. and do cool stuff yeah. and hang out with their friends. But the thing is, I haven't got any friends, Simon. So that's why I hate it so much. Oh, and I yeah. resent everyone who. Ben's depressing it. week. Um, I don't think there's enough. I had a really nice time on Halloween, actually, doing non-Halloween related stuff. Mm. How's this for an English-sounding sentence, Simon? Yeah. I went two villages over to hang out with my mate in the pub. Wow. Two what, villages over. What what, what uh, pub? Uh, it was called the Fox. Didn't they do tons of Halloween stuff when you were there? No. Like bobbing for apples in a bucket of cider. <laughs> no, that would be so stupid. <laughs> it stings my eyes. <laughs> what is this? Why? 
those games always I always hated those games when I was a kid you know bobbing for apples and you feel like you're going to fucking drown and die <laughs> you think um, just waiting for someone to push the your face donuts in. on a string and everyone hated the donuts yeah, you just get covered in jam what's that like, what's what the point that? is that I'm glad to hear you did that too because that's the stupidest thing yeah like so, yeah I'm just going and it's just like whacking your face you just feel like you're being abused sexually <laughs> by a donut it's like yeah yeah go and bite his bit oh yeah all over your face See, with this the gives me a great idea for a new diet okay if you're only allowed to eat stuff that's hanging from a string and you can't use your arms, people would lose a lot of weight. <laughs> just just going around nibbling on the bird feeders. Oh, what's what's for dinner tonight, Mum? Oh, it's just uh, mince and tatties. Well, I can't eat then. <laughs> <laughs> Do you hate me? I'm going to go outside and nibble on the, on the lard on a piece of string hanging from the tree. <laughs> Fuck off, birds! Uh, yeah, so that's my new uh, diet. Okay. Um, so you'll be dead soon. Well, not for me. It's just for me to sell to the prole that is too stupid enough to buy it. Who's going to do that, though? Come you know, on. Like, people that fast two days and then eat a lot on the third day and then fast another two days. and get a lot of diet is fads. Thing? Yeah. The thing is, I couldn't... I could never, like, fast and shit like that only because I'm at work most of the time. Like, I did it a couple of times when I was at university because, let's be honest, you do fucking nothing at university. So I sat on my ass for a couple of days and thought, you know, I'm going to try not to eat. I'm just going to drink water. It was horrible. I hated it, but yeah. I did it. And these days, you know, if I'm if I'm having to do stuff, you know, and fast at the same time, do not fucking come near me. See, the thing about me is that I just love food. Yeah, so do I. And so I try and compensate by doing exercise. Yeah, that's how I, just, I do it I, I just kind of plateau. I'm never going to get less weight. Mm. I'm never going to put on more weight. But I just allow myself to eat. Like, I buy myself the... Just graze. The ability to eat shit. You just the deficit, right? Yeah, yeah. So you got to get the deficit, and then you got to offset it. That's what I do as well. I don't, um, I don't eat sweet things anymore. Just eat like three courses of savory. Yeah, well, exactly. That's the thing. I don't like on a day to day basis. Like, oh, I'll have a biscuit. Like, if there's stuff at work, oh yeah, I'll have a cake. That's nice. Oh yeah, I'll have a coke. You know, things things like that. I I avoid that now. I've cut that out. Um, I only rarely eat that stuff. Don't eat pudding. Don't eat birthday cake. Nothing like that. I don't touch it. So, if you bring out the pork pies, <laughs> you better stand back. I made uh, homemade homemade burgers, cheeseburgers. How was that? So naturally, they were really good. Um, naturally, I had the burger. Hmm. Uh, I was going to have two because, you know, you don't have one burger. <laughs> yeah, fuck off. Who do you think you are? <laughs> and then I had three bits of cheese on one of them. But it was okay because it was balanced. I had like two rings of onion as well. Oh, f- so, onion uh, in a burger. What, what cheese? Um, like the cheapest Sliced cheese that you can get. You know, you have to take off the plastic from it. Ah, uh, yeah, the um, slices. Yeah. yeah. And I got like the t- cheapest Tesco value ones I could get. Shall I tell you what the the best one I've ever had is? And it What's is that? expensive. Well, uh, comparatively to like 30p cheese. But <laughs> it's like £1.10. It's the Dara Lee ones. No, I, 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 I've got them for burgers as well, but they're too creamy. Oh, they're do you think so? They're enough, yeah. Yeah, they're, they're the white ones rather yeah. than the yellow ones. And I think they're delicious. I love those. I like them on an actual sandwich. But not oh butter, yeah, that would go know. well on the sandwich. Put it on with the ham; it's good. I saw an advert. I mean, this is a fascinating conversation. I saw an advert for Kraft cheese. Uh, it was an American advert. I was like, "Yeah, you can put them in toasties and stuff, and have a grilled cheese sandwich." And I was like, "You got a single slice in there, man? That's awful. Like, if you got to do that properly, you got slabs of cheddar in there." Yeah, 
That's how it works. So it's dripping out all over the side and you've got to like clean up after yourself. That's how you, you make know, them. It's why, people, why, it's why you don't see cheese knives anymore. People just put the block of cheddar in between the bread. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just take a big old bite out of it. Yeah. Kill a man with those cheddar blocks. Oh, but that, you know, you're making me hungry. So I think it's because we've neither of us have had dinner. We're just talking no. about food. <laughs> yeah, it's like eight o'clock and we haven't eaten and I've been yeah. for a run and I'm just, you know. Yeah, there, there's um, Christmas stuff in, in the shops. I'm excited, Simon. Are you? I like Christmas. I know you're indifferent. Christmas uh, is a thing I I enjoy very much. I don't go all out. Like, I won't wear Christmas jumpers and be a prat about it. But when I see Christmas stuff going on, I feel happy inside. It's nice. I mm, like it. People yeah. are genuine, genuinely and generally a lot more pleasant to be around on the lead up to Christmas, I feel. People are a lot more tolerant. Unless you're in the shops. Well, that's why I do all my stuff online. Yeah. Fuck the high street. Yeah. Right, so one more thing to say, because we're not talking about games, we're just talking about idle bullshit. So, um, Well, that's what this podcast is called. I've got an interview. No. Again. And what you know what happens. Anyone that listens to PSR UK knows that yeah. I talk about when I've got an interview, yeah. and you never hear about it again. Yeah. And that's because I never get the job. Oh. Um, and what do we do when something bad happens? Ignore it. Never, never learn from the mistakes. <laughs> <laughs> you change it every time, but I feel like we should have a chant along where all the listeners go, never talk about it again. Yeah. Um, exactly. Yeah. So That's this exciting. interview is um, similar one to what I had down there. Yeah. Except it's for a Scottish TV TV channel up here. Called shit TV. And there is only one Scottish TV channel really, so it's uh, STV. Guess what it is. What's that? What? No, you answered already. Yeah, I did. You prematurely uh, jumped the gun on my question. Yeah. So I've got that interview in, in like three days, four days. Uh huh. Scary times. Oh, exciting. What's it for you? Yeah, what position? Uh, news desk. Well, there's three different positions, so it just decides oh. what, you know, how good they think I am. You're just going to l- just stretch across all the desks. Yes. Do all the jobs. Stretch my body. Okay. <laughs> uh, let's, let's go into the games. Yeah, let's do that. Who is the scary man inside the house upon the hill? Is he going to cause some trouble for Hayden Panettiere and her friends? I don't know. They went there on their holidays to laugh and frolic about, but will they die? Let's find out. So games have happened, Simon. I've actually played some games, Ben. Have you? Yeah. I don't believe you. Um, I've actually finished a game. Before we talk about that, because we've both done it. Okay. And we can talk about that at length. You've started The Witcher 3 DLC, is that right? Yes. Is that not a bit spooks, that... Isn't it all about like curses and shit? I so far no. Okay. It's about um. It's called Hearts of Stone. Yes. And it starts out as a normal kind of contract for a, for a beast living in the sewers. Turns out to be a big a big toad. It's not spoilers because that's all the pictures we've seen so far for this DLC. Oh, I didn't know about it. No, it's a big toad and um, really fucking hard. I found it quite hard. Yeah? I don't know if it's because I've left the game so long and I'm getting back into the fighting system. Uh-huh. And I'm fighting level thirty stuff. It's not like an easy way in, you know. Yeah. Um. Because it's designed that it's DLC for people who have finished the game. Mm-hmm. So I had to load up a save from before they finished game, which felt quite good because I didn't like the ending. So I, I'm kind of just ignoring the ending. It's not happened as far as uh-huh. I'm concerned. You know? I'm sorry, man. Um, so I've loaded up the save. kind of annoys me though because I still, for some reason, I can't go back and do the quest about the king that you wanted to kill. Yes, that so was I failed it somehow. So I, even though I've loaded a, pre- a previous save... Still won't let me go and do that quest again. Bullshit. 
Yeah. So um, the Hearts of Stone DLC then kind of expands from there and you meet lots of different characters and it kind of just... Um, it's nice. It doesn't it doesn't beat around the bush too much. You know, In what sense? after that initial contract, you're right. kind of... That you'd kind of dive headfirst into the story of the DLC. Okay, is it in a whole new loca- location? Or? It's not. So far, it's not. I thought it was going to be. I was on a boat going somewhere, and then it turned out I was like, "Oh, I'm on a beach. This is all new. I've never been here before." <laughs> Zoomed out in the map. I'm like, 100 meters from Novgorod. So. And there's a guy on the hill, like, "Hey, <laughs> Geralt, remember me? The guy? I've seen you before in this place, <laughs> not too long ago. How are you?" I'm like, fuck off. Get back in the boat. Um, yeah, so one of the things I've noticed is there's people always asking you for help. Mm-hmm. But because you get random generated um, things that they're going to say to you yeah. before before you initiate the conversation, it really puts me off helping them. Because they always shout abuse at you and say, oh, what are you doing around here, scumbag? Now go get my frog back look from at, that cave. Look it's at a big old frog. Maybe you've you seen it. Yeah. Now give me a hand and help me. Yeah. Oh, what are you going to do? Go and have sex with a load of women? Ha! Huh. Fucking weirdo. <laughs> Something they always say. Um, yes, but I'm really enjoying it. Really good DLC. And I'm glad that I've got back into it because the ending left a bit of a bad taste in my mouth. And I'm, I'm glad to um, move beyond that and try and enjoy it again. It sounds like a post-football match interview. It does, doesn't it? You know, it was, it was a tough day. Um, we all tried our best, but I'm just looking to put that behind me and, and just move forward. Um, I actually have to interview a, a certain football manager in the Scottish Championship Okay. every time I go to work on a Thursday. Right. And he hates me. He looks like Mourinho as well. Oh, really? And he, he hates me because... Why? What have you done? We always have this joke about who's going to ask the silly questions. Now, Scottish football isn't televised unless you're playing against Rangers. Okay. So I can't watch the games. You know, I'm not going to drive up to Fife on, a, on, the week, on my weekend when I'm not working. Mm-hmm. Hour and a half drive just to watch a football team I don't support and pay 20 quid for a ticket. That's n- right. not going to happen. So I've never seen the games. Um, and I, I always ask the, ask the questions after the other guys ask them. Mm-hmm. Who asks all the questions I was going to ask. So I ask these stupid <laughs> questions. And he always right. looks at me like he hates me. Um, but hey, yo, that's just He's my gonna life. He's going to be sad when you're dead. <laughs> I'm like, oh, where's the silly questions going? I know, I know. He was just plucking up the courage to to tell you how he really felt, <laughs> and then you died. Um, but yeah, that's good. Um, I'd recommend you get it. Yeah. Um, I think it's twenty quid. I don't, I'm not sure how many they're, they're going to release. Twenty quid for the expansion pass, I think, though. Right. Okay. Ten hours of content or something in each in each uh, DLC. It's not bad. It's not too bad. Not bad at all. I'm actually. I was actually thinking when I was playing it. Um, there's not going to be another Witcher. No. But they've got this massive engine they've developed and all this, you know, experience at their studio. What are they going to make next? I don't know. Um, it's going to be fantasy, right? Otherwise, they're going to go down the Mass Effect route and do something... Skiffy. Skiffy. Is that, is, oh, sci-fi, yeah. Yeah, there it is. Um, but I don't think that would really lend itself well to the fight system they've got. Yeah, unless it was lightsabers. Yeah, and that would be a bit, um, you know, breach of um, Disney's <laughs> trademark. Look at our laser sticks. <laughs> we'll call it Space Conflict. <laughs> Chapter Uno. The ghost. A new chance annoyance. to succeed. 
<laughs> the ghost nuisance. The baddies strike back. <laughs> <laughs> Return of the uh, sci-fi laser sticks. <laughs> sci-fi laser stick man come back. Um. Mm. Yeah, no, that's not going to happen. So I think it has to be sa- uh, fantasy. Possibly. That, Who yeah. knows? They're a very talented bunch. We could see something. I'm looking forward to them not having to do something which is a spin-off of a book. Right. Because I feel like they always have characters from the books. And it kind of... Do they? Uh, yeah, most of the characters from uh, Witcher 3 even are from the books. Oh. And it feels a bit like, you know, couldn't they have just done, you know, they've done two Witcher games based on the, the books and all the characters within the books. Couldn't they just go, okay, the only character in the books this time is Geralt. Gerald. Gerald, yeah. Yeah. Possibly. So. I don't know, man. You should write them a letter. I don't know. I'm looking I'm forward Simon to see what they, what they can do. <laughs> I'm a big fan of your games. Please make them better. Thank you. <laughs> um, let's talk about the next game. You played anything else? Yeah, I played some stuff, man. Okay, go for it. I've seen some things and I've done some stuff. I finished off the final chapter of Tales from the Borderlands. Mm, how was it? Mm, it's nice. Mm. Mm. Denim. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of adventure games. Right. Because you're not allowed to talk anymore about that. You're not allowed. Oh, hang on. <laughs> Whoa there, boy. Slow down. Is it good? Does it finish it off well? Does it just leave it on a cliffhanger? Yes, it made me feel nice inside. It wasn't as uh, humorous as episodes two, three, and four, but it nicely rounded things out and it made you feel all good and stuff. And uh, Warm and gooey. Warm and gooey inside, yeah? Yeah, really warm and gooey. And it makes me sad because it really didn't set itself up for a second season at all. It was all like, oh, that was nice. Oh, that was it. Mm-hmm. And uh, you can, if you've got the season pass, you can get DLC from the Handsome Jack collection. So you can get a costume, some costumes modelled after some of the characters in the game. Uh, not like skins, so you actually become that character, but just outfits that look similar. So I'm really hoping that when they finally do Borderlands 3 after this Battleborn disaster is out of the way, which, by the way, I'm on the beta for, uh, but I managed to miss all of the open sessions, so I haven't actually played it yet. For what? Bloodborne? Uh, no, Battleborn. Battleborn. It's the thing that Gearbox are doing now. It's like a MOBA-type thing. Ugh. Yeah, I know, exactly. Exactly. So I don't know how that's going to go, but when they finally do Borderlands 3, I'll be really disappointed if those characters don't show up somewhere in that game, because they were so good, because they're easily the best written characters in a Borderlands game, because they're fucking written. Yeah, that's a good like, point. And, you know, you know, when you look at... Um... Borderlands 2 when they had the the characters from Borderlands 1 they don't have to be playable they can still make an appearance they can just be in a town somewhere yeah yeah. Oh, I hope the next Borderlands is actually good <laughs> you know there's so many good open world games at the moment none of them have a fucking loading screens between the next 100 metres of game yeah all of them have a world that has people walking around and it feels alive I hope Borderlands is like that we'll see fingers crossed man yeah I'm, I'm looking forward to it when it's finally announced uh, next thing I've played, which I know you're going to love me talking about, mm. is WWE 2K16. Oh, for fuck's sake. Which released last week. I'm reviewing it. I haven't played too much. I've uh, made a lot of improvements, but largely it seems that my career mode is pretty boring again. So I'm hoping to get my review done in the next week or so. But got to get out of the way before Fallout 4, man. Hype. So much hype. You know, the storylines for wrestling, I've only come to realise that wrestling is a story-driven 
TV show because it's of soap opera. You make me watch it sometimes when I'm down there. Um, <laughs> like and as someone, that, as someone that doesn't like wrestling, I still can't understand why these studios that make fighting games like WWE don't look at it as a really good chance to put a storyline in one of their games. You know? Hmm. The as career in, mode should be basically a, a season from the TV show with story yeah. storylines going through it and stuff like that. You're absolutely right. They used to do that as well. Um, okay, um, before 2K you, took it over. Yeah. If you think of Until Dawn with the branching storylines, you'd, you'd have to do something like that where depending on who wins each fight. Well, dude, they were doing this. They were doing were this they? on the PS2 games. This is why people are so pissed off because it used to be done, uh, done, used to be done, used to be made by THQ, who've obviously since died. Um, and they had, like, Here Comes the Pain, which was a PS2 game, was so good because you used to make choices. It wasn't voice acted or anything, but you would choose the guy you wanted to play as and you'd make choices. You'd choose which titles you wanted to go after. And then you'd, uh, yeah, you'd, you'd choose dialogue options. You'd enter tag teams. You'd piss people off. You'd do all sorts of stuff. It was really good. Very simple, but very good. Now it's pretty much, um, hey, you attacked this guy during his entrance. Now he doesn't like you. Now you're in a feud. There's no cutscenes. very few choices. They have these backstage interviews that are just fucking appalling where they ask you the same questions over and over again. I've only played for about an hour and a half and I fought the same guy four times in a row. Wow. And it's just, I don't know, man. I don't know what's going on. But it's um, it's a lot better than last yeah. year. So I've also played Double Fine's game Broken Ooh, Age. Yeah. How is that? Uh, I've only played the very start. It was fucking weird. I like the art style. It looks kind of hand-painted. I'm not sure if it is. Mm-hmm. Probably is. But yeah, nice art style. Kind of feels like a like a very old um, adventure game, like it's meant to. And that was the whole idea for it getting kick-started, wasn't it? Yeah. I mean, I, I want to I wanna play that eventually. Yeah. The, the actual reason bef- behind it getting kick-started was a lot of bullshit. Because... It came from a, a, a studio that could have got their game published by any company. Yeah. You know, they'd already made adventure games in the vein of the of the old ones they used to make. They're an established studio. Yeah. But no, we want to have 100% of the profits, so can you guys give us some money and, and fund it for us? People should um, be careful what they back on Kickstarter. Yeah. I didn't I back it care. and I got it for free on PS Plus, so happy days. <laughs> um, yeah, that's yeah, going to piss a lot of people off, actually. I know, yeah. that it's now free. Yeah. Um, but that's because, you know, at the end of the day, they just want to make money. and yeah, for them, You have no rights over it. For them, all the people on PlayStation that want the game have already got it because they backed it, so we'll get money from PS Plus. Yeah, no, you're not wrong. Um, but yeah, it's quite good. I'm enjoying it. I've only played the one character. There's two. so I what's, still don't... what's it about? The first one is about this weird sort of... So oh, my God. Oh, my God. Help. <laughs> what's happening? Did you hear that? Yeah, I did. Um, I was kind of scrolling over it on, on the... PS4 and a video started playing. It was really loud. A video? What? How did that happen? I pressed L- R1 and it started playing like a behind-the-scenes video. <laughs> okay. Um, no, it's about this woman who is from a, a land full of where everyone bakes cakes. Naturally. And there's a, there's an animal that comes around and they used to fight it, but now they just give up their most pretty and, and skilled woman to get eaten. Woman. By the, by the big monster. Mm. And she doesn't she doesn't want to die and she's scared so she latches on to a bird yeah and gets flown away to a different city because the the animal goes around the different towns and takes an offering from each one okay and the next one's a cloud one with lots of um lots of lots of birds that's why the bird went there and they lay eggs and yeah there's just little clues and stuff you have to do to to get through each scenario and that's Is what it I'm now. particularly challenging because i 
I don't know I, what to do. I, I enjoyed Grim I'm a, Fandango, I'm a bit but stuck. Right? Did you not think Grim Fandango was hard? No. No, I thought Grim Fandango was was way too time consuming for me not to use a guide. See, that's the same. I, I I would want to use a guide in this, but then I just feel like I'm not in the mood for this kind of game. I I, I want to play. I want to sink my teeth into a big game. Mm. So something like Fallout Four coming out in about six days. Oh, I'm eight so days, ready for that game, man. That will be something that I can I can put some time into and enjoy. That's why I got the Witcher DLC because I thought, you know what, I want some big, and the Witcher DLC will tide me right. over until uh, Fallout. Something big and juicy. Exactly. Yeah. Something throbbing. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, yeah. But it's quite good. If you want an adventure game, an old-style adventure game, you should definitely play that. Let's talk about what we're here to talk about. Yes. Until Dawn. Let's do that. What is Until Dawn, Simon? Until Dawn is a horror game which mm-hmm. is basically set around the classic idea of a horror film where... Some teenage kids or your early twenties kids go up to the the rich kids' holiday home up in the mountain, and it's snowy, and they are spending a couple nights up there. Mm-hmm. But this is a year after they were there last time, and they played a prank on these on this twin, this sister who's got a twin sister, and she got she felt bad. She felt like everyone was laughing at her, so she ran off into the woods and got yeah. killed. And so they're up there to kind of support their brother who owns the house up there. Yeah, and that's a good premise for the storyline. It feels like the classic horror flick, teen horror flick. But what surprised me most about this game is there's a really good storyline. Right. Um, I know you played it drunk, but would you agree with that? Can you remember? <laughs> uh, yeah. There's actually. I was, I was engaged. Yeah. I, a, I mean, a really, it takes a weird turn about halfway through. It takes a really good turn. I thought it makes a lot of sense. Um, suddenly, because I felt like before the twist. They were trying to do too much. And after the twist, everyone was explained. Everything was explained. And you were you felt really encouraged to look at as many clues as you could and understand the storyline. And it got to a point where everything kind of clicked. And I was really looking forward to seeing how it ended. Right. Um, only, only disappointment for me was the ending. It wasn't signposted clear enough how my decisions in the last sort of five minutes were going to influence the ending. And I was so th- surprised how it ended as well. And so that meant that I had quite a lot of characters not survive, even though they'd been perfect throughout the game and they'd been clearly the ones I was enjoying the most. Right. And it was just because of one decision. Um, and there's a game mechanic where you have to stay perfectly still with the move controller. Uh, not the move controller, the, the Joe Chop yes, 4. Yes, yeah. It's not possible. <laughs> you know, Ben was able to do that because Ben and I played it through. We're I've done it a couple of times, but I was looking at the screen right. and I was looking at the blue... Um, depiction of the the light on your DualShock Four, yeah. And I was looking at it move, and then I looked at my hands, and I was like, "No, that's not that's not moving that way. It's just not." So, I don't know if it's because I don't have a PlayStation Eye, and right. it's not as it's not as accurate. Oh, I don't know. Actually, that's a good point. I don't know how that would affect it, but Ben had his hands resting on the end of his bed when he was playing. Yeah. So he didn't have to do anything. Yeah. Um, I was sitting on a couch, so it was a bit harder, and I just right. felt that. Making that influence the end of the game is a bit of a ball ache. You know? Yeah, I mean, they, they do throw a couple of things at you where it's just sort of like you've made all the sensible decisions and then suddenly, oh, didn't press circle in time, they're yeah. dead now. Yeah, I didn't like that. 
But I liked this game enough that I am determined I will get the Platinum at some point and go back and play it and right. get the, the perfect ending and the worst ending where everyone dies. Because <laughs> the, the selling point for this game is it's the butterfly effect. So yeah. if anyone's not familiar, every decision you make from early on in the game all the way through to the end can influence the end. And I'd make like to see a flowchart for that. So would I. Um, and I, I recognise some some sections where I could see what my decision had done early mm-hmm. on, even though I didn't know it was a decision. Yeah. And I really I really liked that. Mm-hmm. I, I I felt like I felt like this is a game David Cage would try and make but not do it as well as um whoever developed this game has done it's it. It's straight it's straight up horror though. It doesn't doesn't tell enough emotional story. There's not enough emotion in it. Hashtag emotion. See that's the thing. There's not enough emotion for a David Cage game. Yeah. But I was pleasantly surprised by how this game turns from a teen horror flick, um, sort of almost poking fun at a teen horror flick. It's so generic that you can almost laugh at it. Yeah. But it so quickly turns into, holy shit, this game's got a really good storyline and it's really engaging. And I can't wait to see what happens and what I want to keep all my characters alive. Because it started out the first hour and a, or hour and a half. I said, because I was playing this with my girlfriend, I said... I'm worried about this game because I hate every character. So why would I want to keep them alive? <laughs> yeah. But soon enough, suddenly I liked I liked them all, and the, the the characters got a bit deeper, and you could understand why some people were the way they were and all that kind of stuff. Right. Um. And I I appreciated that. Um. And the storyline just gets deeper and deeper as it goes on. Like you said, there's that twist in the middle which I really enjoyed. Mm-hmm. The ending wasn't perfect for me, but um. The lead up to the ending and, and, and how every single thing, every loose thread that's opened up gets um, tidied off. Mm-hmm. I really appreciated that. And and yeah, there's some jump scares. It's quite scary. But it's not too scary that you would be put off playing it. Right. Um, and like I say, I, I can't emphasise how surprised I was enough that there was a really good storyline there. Okay. So I really enjoyed it. And the funny thing yeah. is that I came away from this game thinking is, you know, Heavy Rain kind of started this adventure game comeback where you play a character walking around with um, set cameras in, in different areas mm-hmm. and interacting with the environment with face buttons and then, you know, not really playing a game. They started that. And then The Walking Dead did it and now you've got Telltale Games having a whole spin-off from it. Right. I genuinely think Until Dawn does it best. Um, I'm not saying it's the best game because other people will say, well, I preferred Walking Dead because of its storyline and stuff. I didn't, mm. personally. But you can't really argue that. It's all... Um, what's the word for it? Um, it's all your own opinion. But with Until Dawn, I feel like the mechanics were just perfect. Mm. I feel like the mechanics, the graphics, and how well it works... You know, Telltale Games should look at this and say, we need to up our game because I didn't. The, you know, there's no bugs in that game. The animation's yeah. perfect. The graphics are obscenely good. Um, and I'm hoping David Cage's new game about the little robot is as good as this is, but with his storyline. Little robot, Kara. Yeah. I mean, I didn't actually play it, I must say. Ben yeah. played it. Yeah. I watched him play it. And yeah. together we got pissed and, and deliberately made the most idiotic choices we could. Yeah. Uh, ended up with one trophy at the end of it. Not the ideal way to play the game. I mean, no. I really no, but enjoyed... we had so much fun because you can just heckle it like the whole time. That's because the... it is cheesy and it is campy. 
it's a it's a solid game, as you said. Like, there's nothing wrong with it, yeah, but, but it's it's intentionally quite cheesy and campy to the point where actually it's really fun to play through with someone else. I agree that it's fun and campy, but it to me there was a turning point when it suddenly wasn't, and there was an actual deep storyline with you know. Oh, I think we may have been too far gone at that point. And I don't. I, I actually wonder because. I wonder if you play it badly on purpose, do you mess a lot of the game? I don't think so. I thoroughly enjoyed it. I really enjoyed watching it be played through and, and shouting at the TV and making the decisions and stuff like that. But I know that there will be the there will be the central points that have to happen for the game to end. Mm-hmm. That, you know, there needs to be at least two characters alive by the end and then they can die in the very last scene. Right. So that you can actually see the storyline. But in order to see the whole storyline and, and appreciate how interlinked it is and stuff, you need to be A, looking for the clues, and B, keep everyone alive, because you will miss sections of the game if the character dies earlier. Well, then you're going to have to watch my playthrough. Yeah, I'm interested to see, to see how quickly... Because I know that there's... I was looking at the trophy guide, I know, because there's at least five collectibles you cannot get if one of your characters dies too early. Right. Um, because they just don't play that bit of the game. We nearly completed a couple of the totem poles, I think, of the various things you can pick up. Yeah, that's good. Um, so we got we got a number of collectibles, just not all yeah. of them. One thing I liked was looking at the clues and putting it together before the storyline spelled it out, what was happening, and right. looking at how they interlinked, because this is another thing. I was like, oh, this game's got so many different th- ways of scaring you going on. They don't really make sense. There's so many different types of clue and storylines there's the old one in 1952 there's the storyline now that's happening there's a storyline of the twins that happened a year ago mm-hmm. but then as it progresses they all tie in and they all make sense together as one storyline right I, I thought that was really well done I think it's a great game I think so it's a I. really good game so and I. Uh, and I think they should carry on making games like it I'm looking f- I, I would really I would like to see an Until Dawn 2 like with a completely you know, different group of friends. Well, exactly, yeah. You know, have you seen Fargo, the, the Netflix TV show? Obviously, yeah. Obviously, it was a film. There's a season two on Channel 5 or something weird. And it's on Netflix as well, I think. Is it? Okay. Maybe, yeah. Um, where basically it's it's the same TV show name, but a completely different story, but a similar yes, concept. Yeah. Like, tr- so like True Detective. Yeah, yeah. So similar similar location, something weird's going on and but just a whole new cast of characters. So yeah, something like that. Yeah. That would be that would be good. And the thing I said about how this is um mechanically much, much better than a Telltale Games game. Right. You can tell that it's it's episodic as well. There's like eleven or ten episodes in this game. Mm-hmm. Do you think they intended for it to be released in an episodic way? It was almost definitely at that stage at some point, right? And do you think they just said, look, the start of this game is not strong enough. We mm. need to just release it. <laughs> yeah. Because people won't sure come back. Valiant Hearts was, uh, was that episodic at some yeah. point as well. It's funny that. Um, but yeah, if you like heavy rain type games, um, story driven games, or even the Telltale type stuff, Until Dawn is definitely worth playing. Get a bunch of mates together, get it on. You'll and love even, it. Well, that's the thing is you can play it with a bunch of mates and have a laugh. Mm hmm. Or you can play it seriously, and I yeah. guarantee you will get scared and you'll enjoy the storyline. I did like there was the point for me when I thought, well, "This isn't cheesy anymore. This is genuinely good." I'm gripped. I'm gripped. I was, would you play it in VR though? I don't think it would work in th- in VR just because it's got set cameras. Did you Did you see they announced a new uh, an until until dawn spin off? Yeah, of VR. on rails horror yeah, thing. For... The horror is good, 
but it's there's there's not as many there's some more moments towards the end where it builds suspense mm. but it's not the kind of horror like you know amnesia dark descent or outlast that is just building suspense and that's all it does yeah and oh, then has the odd jump scare. In VR? i know yeah and soma and yeah outlast all that kind of stuff but until dawn's more like jump scares and and um a little bit of the suspense but not too much right but still really good game yeah get on it guys you you play it good yeah yeah do you want to be involved with the show in some way Send us an email to fishandchips at playstationradio.co.uk. Follow us on Twitter at PSRadioUK or go to our Facebook page where we regularly ask for your feedback. It really is that easy. And leave us an iTunes review, you bastards! Questions over the volume, the floth That was the floth if you... Yes. Couldn't hear that right. We've got a lot of stuff to go through here, Simon. You can do the first email, which comes from Ethan. Ethan, he says, Hello, Simon and Ben. Had a few quick questions, then a longer, more thought-provoking one, hopefully. One, if you could live in any game world, which one would it be? Mm, That's a difficult question, because the instant reaction is to say something like GTA, which is (laughs) like modern everyday life, because I'm quite happy in, in, in... are you though? In this one percent Western capitalist heaven, heaven. But no, because if you choose something like GTA, it's instantly yeah. going to be so violent, and you're probably going to die, and all your friends will get shot, and definitely going to be dead. Yeah, I'd go for Mass Effect. Would you? I'd I'd jump through two or three hundred years of human space travel with aliens and shit. That sounds badass. I'd, yeah. I don't think so. I think there's too many risks, too many times the world's going to blow up and everything's going to come and I kill you. I think it's relatively safe, though, like, comparatively no. to GTA. I, know, I think you'll be all right. You're always... The, the, the survival of all life is always hanging on a thread. That's worse than, you know, a couple shootouts and, you know, that kind well, of stuff. Well, it depends what time, I suppose, yeah, if we're going to stick strictly to game world at that point where the game is happening. Yeah, it'd be pretty stressful. I but, mean, I mean, there's no game without peril, you know? There's always going to be shit going on, otherwise it'd be boring. Yeah, because, I mean, you could say, oh, I'd live in Journey, but, you know, there's only so much sand in your pants you can put up with. Yeah, or flower. Oh, there goes those fucking petals again. Oh, it's too nice. I'm just getting angry. (laughs) Um, Far Cry 4 or something like that. But then, you know, it's too violent. It's a nice island, but too violent. Borderlands, again. Everyone dying. Yeah. And uh, to you know, not enough polygons from my from my liking. <laughs> you'd have to be you'd have to be in the right crowd with the right mates, you know. I'd like to Those say fault hunters do alright for themselves. I'd like to say something like Star Wars Battlefront, but then you know you're living under the Empire. As much as it would be cool to live on, in Star Wars, mm. wouldn't like to live in the Empire, and, and it's a bit ruthless at times, isn't it? What about that moisture farm, though. Gotta love that moisture farm. Uncle Owen, Aunt Peru, <laughs> Blue Milk, the um, dream. Yeah, so I don't know. What, what, you can choose one for me. Put me in the worst game world that you can think Oof, of. The I Last of put... Us. Let's go for The Last of Us. <laughs> no, no, I wouldn't put you in The Last of Us. I can think of something worse, I'm can sure. You? Yeah, I'll put you in the world of Leisure Suit Larry. Oh, fuck. Wait, wasn't, didn't he in work world. in pornos or something? Yeah. He just doesn't send to bed. He would do the love to you. Oh, that's, <laughs> that's dark. <laughs> How was that? <laughs> okay, alternatively, which game was would you not want to live in? I think we pretty much answered that yeah, one. Yeah, we've covered that one. We think you've got the perfect answer for that. 
After you read my last email about Metal Gear and Kojima, I realised I may have sounded a bit too angry. Now this goes back to an email he sent a couple of weeks ago, longer than that actually, and he did reply, and we never read it out because I forgot. I That's not fair. It. It's not fair. It was one sided one sided argument really. Basically, what was his point that he was trying to make? He thought that Kojima was hyped. Right. And this is a good time to come back to this because after I've laid into MGS5 last week, it's a good time to point out that I still would defend Kojima because A, yeah. we don't know how much he was to do with MGS5. Mm-hmm. Um, and even if he did have a lot to do with it, he's had over a decade of making consistently good games that have revolutionised gaming and introduced game mechanics that have been stolen by countless other games. and. Even the way stories are told in games came from MGS1, arguably. And he's dead now, so let's just, you know, So rest in peace. He sent me an interesting PSN message about the same kind of thing, about why would I, why do I not like David Cage, but I do like Kojima. <laughs> well, Kojima has made all these fantastic games, and granted I didn't like his, his latest thing, but, you know, everyone's allowed a, a miss, as long as they have tons of games and have influenced gaming so much. David Cage, on the other hand, has had one game that I liked, but he wasn't smart enough to realise the voice acting was shit. What are you talking about, Daddy? What you want, Daddy? Daddy! I'm go a... faster, go faster! I'm a French prostitute. <laughs> um, Hello, I am from Boston. And I just think that is just insane. You know, I for love... someone to make a story-based game and not realise that the voice acting has let it down. Well, and then, and then the games Cage. that come I need, after I need to it. stop you there for a second. Mm-hmm. I love David Cage, and I think he's brilliant in all his glorious badness. I just think that he's hyped too much. He hasn't done enough to be sticking his name on 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 games and be like, well, at David least Cage he didn't game. make MGS Five. Yeah, but he doesn't do that. To be fair, he does a bit. You know, David no, Cage is beyond two souls. No, he doesn't. It doesn't say a David Cage game, and it doesn't say David Cage is beyond two souls, because <laughs> that would be ridiculous. You're right. Um. Well, he's got the... I don't know, he didn't do that, but you can see why I would think that he does, because everyone's like, David Cage game. Never mind the fact that... What is the studio that makes it? Quantic Dreams. People don't say that. They say a David Cage game. I think people do. Well, you know, do you know who's the main guy at Guerrilla Games? Uh, yeah. What's his name? You know what he it, looks like, yeah, but you see what I mean? It's Stefan Somethingson. Okay, that's just because everyone from Holland's called Stefan. <laughs> <laughs> hey! <laughs> Okay. David Cage is not a very French name. I could have tons of examples, but right. that's the one I went with. And that's I'm gonna fine. have to live with it. Yeah, leave leave Cage leave Cage alone. I just think that on the off the back of having one successful game and one game that lacked any kind of direct direct. Well, hey, we're and, not here to talk about David Cage, alright? No, but I'm explaining back why I can hater. why I can hate one person and not the other. Hate, hate is a strong word. I'm sure you'd not like hate, it very but much. I can I can not appreciate just his name. In fact, in many ways, mm. seeing his name on something like what was announced at Paris Games Week about the robots, and it looks really interesting. It looks almost like an iRobot type AI that wants to break free kind of game. Really interesting story. Really good graphics. Looks awesome. But the fact his name's on it makes me worry. Oh, fuck off. Look at Beyond Two Souls. Shut up. Looked so promising. No, I will not. I you- will not dignify this. How can you not dignify though? Because Beyond Two Souls looked so promising and it was fucking ruined. Look, okay? I know he's got problems, <laughs> but he's my favourite. It just, it Leave worries me. Alone. I like that he tries different stuff, but I don't want him to 
get my hopes up with something different that seems really cool. Well, and... these games aren't for you anyway, because you clearly expressed that you didn't like them very much. I liked Heavy Rain. Well, Heavy Rain didn't like you. I didn't like... I didn't even play Beyond Two Souls because I heard too many things about how it was shit. I liked it. A lot of people didn't like it, Ben. You're going to have to <laughs> just get used to that. <laughs> I was the guy, okay. You play Even when you said you liked it, you said, I liked it, but I, I, I acknowledge that it is a shit game, so... Yeah. No, you're, you're not wrong. <laughs> He has problems, but I don't think his name should put you off stuff. I think it should make you think, oh, it doesn't put me off. that's going to be a beautiful disaster. It doesn't put worst. me off. It just doesn't make me get my hopes up. Because if I get my hopes up and the game is is just shit like Beyond Two Souls, which could have been awesome, but he decided to focus on Afghanistan, which any game can do, you know. Look, would you just go, go back to take, just, just go back to taking, a, you know, arguing with Ethan. Go on. Oh, I don't know what the rest of his email says. No, you were you were talking about he sent you a PSM message. Yeah, but that's why I can say David Cage I'm not a big fan of. I worry about when he releases stuff. If he's releasing something good, I'm still going to play it. No, you're not. But I just think that you can't have such a reputation off the back of one good game. Well, he did do other games. He did Fahrenheit, which I never played. He did. Moving on. I'm going to beat you so hard later. <laughs> you go play the Beyond Two Souls. I will. Done it. You got, got the t-shirt. Yeah. Got a signed photo, actually. That's sad. Fuck you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, here's something that annoys me. He puts okay. he puts um, actual actors into video games. Yeah. But he puts them into the video game that doesn't need it because it's shit. Why didn't he put them into Heavy Rain, <laughs> which could have been a success? I don't know if he knew it was shit. <sighs> That's even worse then, isn't it? Like, here, not as good actor as Ellen Page. Do you want to come be in my shit game? Or, no, but well, he sells it on the fact, look, we've got actual actors and actresses, that this is going to be so good and story-driven. Actual Page. And then it's just a muddled ball of feces. 90% Page in here, look at it. Let's continue with this email. I probably should have proofread it more carefully, so because of that, I'll give more points here to help solidify my argument. The argument about Kojima leaving Konami is controversial to say the least. When I stated that I feel like the future of the Metal Gear series would be fine, I was referring to the writing team outside of Kojima and the developer in general. So I think he said that, uh, is it time for Kojima to step down? Would Konami be fine without him? I think that um, any Metal Gear Solid game from here on in would not be bad, but have a very uphill struggle because there's no storyline yeah. left. And MGS5 showed that, even with Kojima, they couldn't put a storyline that storyline in that game. Metal Gear Solid 6. Good luck putting a storyline in that. A David Cage game. Yeah. How would you feel about um, that? No, I, I I feel like the story, this, the writing team, any good talent will probably leave and join whatever Kojima does in the future. If he does anything. If he does anything. He's just going to go around and eat loads of snakes now. Yeah. That's what he does. I, I, it's too difficult to predict what's going to happen with MGS from here on out because mm. without Kojima, I don't yeah. I don't feel like there'll be much of a storyline in any game that's as, as good as what we've seen in past ones. And even even with Kojima, MGS5, the storyline was non-existent. Mm. So yeah, what does that mean for the future of MGS? Does it mean that Konami decided we need to make a game that s signposts where we're going in the future? which means we're not going to have uh, Kojima, so therefore we need to make a game that we can do without him. So let's just make Sandbox, you know, building base game. It'll come out every two years. Mm. Oh, every two years, can you imagine? Yeah. 
Actually, I kind of can. That's disappointing. The next Assassin's Creed MGS style. It's too, yeah. but that's it's all just conjecture. It, it could just be that there was difficulties develop in development. It could be that they wanted it to be as as good as the last ones. Who knows? Yeah. Who knows, Simon? We'll find out eventually. Yeah. They still Naughty don't even, dog. They still don't even acknowledge that he's gone. <laughs> <laughs> No, he's fine. He's still here. He's on holiday. He'll come back. He'll come back. <laughs> Naughty Dog has had lots of key people fired for unknown reasons lately. Namely, Amy Hennig, who is the lead writer since the first game, mm -hmm. Drake's Fortune. With this news, along with the announcement of game director Justin Richmond leaving the project, it had me worried. This is similar to the Konami and Kojima situation. I mean, I don't understand. However, with the announcement of that Neil Druckmann and Bruce Sta Straley? Probably, yeah. Yeah. Were taking up directing duties, I'm no longer scared for that game. In case you don't know, Druckmann did some writing on Uncharted 1 and 2, as well as the sole writer on The Last of Us. Australia yeah. was the game director on Uncharted 1 and 2 and The Last of Us. But, you see, the thing is there, I get Amy Hennig is gone now, and I feel like there was when she went, there was a lot of talk that they didn't want Uncharted to be so... the storylines to be so similar every year and, not be, and be so light-hearted. They yeah. wanted to go a darker route. But that's not as worrying because The Last of Us came out. It's arguably the best game ever written. So it doesn't matter Amy Hennig's gone. She could have been as good as anyone, but we've got Neil Druckmann and he wrote the best game ever made, so why would I be worried? True. Um, and there's not a Neil Druckmann wrote a fantastic game and has been a massive success that is at Konami. As far as I'm aware. Neil so Druckmann a, comes out on stage at E3 2016. He reaches for his neck, pulls... At his skin, and a mask comes off He's underneath his David Cage. Underneath is a man covered in bandages. Underneath that, is <laughs> <laughs> David Cage. Underneath his, underneath David Cage's mask, is Neil Druckmann, dressed as Big Boss. <laughs> dressed as Amy Hennig. <laughs> oh fucking hell! What is happening? <laughs> no, but you see what I mean. It is different. Yeah. Um, just because Neil uh, Neil Druckmann, he's argue. I mean. I say arguably, that's my way of saying, in my opinion, he's a mm. far better writer than Amy Hennig could ever dream of being. Yeah, I mean, there is no equivalent for Kojima, at least in Konami, that we're aware of. No. Because they're not as publicly... I don't know. Idolised, I suppose. Yeah. I'm sure there's loads of talented people that helped Kojima, but, I mean, and a lot of those missions in MGS5, say, written by someone other than, than yeah, Kojima. Yeah, but, I mean, uh, Kojima, written by, so. how, how, how much talent do you have to do to, say, to write something about going in, stealing something and sneaking out again. <laughs> to be fair, you have not reached the point where there are actual missions. Okay, well, I'm not willing to put hours into a well, game. I don't want to see the missions. I'm already bored of the gameplay, so I'm not going to enjoy the game. What's the point in slogging through it? You know? You're a slog. Thanks. <laughs> Big slippy slog. Look at you, <laughs> slogging about. <laughs> Let's continue with his email. Squelch, that's the noise I make when I tread on you. You slog. <laughs> The point I'm trying to make is that Metal Gear can make it through Kojima's loss. They still have really talented people there and numerous writers on staff. However, it depends upon Konami's president and whether or not he or she is competent enough to allocate people appropriately. Um, what do you think of that? See, this is all different because you wrote this a couple of weeks ago, and I feel like if MGS5 had been good, I'd agree. I'd say there could be hidden talent in any company. There could be the next Neil Druckmann, the next Kojima hidden, that's never been given the, the chance to write something that good. Yeah. But the fact that MGS5 came out and had such a shit story, to me, just makes this seem impossible. This seems like a, a pipe dream. There are two different views there, in that 
if the the whole thing about the, the Konami president being competent enough to allocate people appropriately, one of the main things that people are saying is that Konami was way too involved in it, and that's why it's gone so I doubt that. piss poorly. I doubt that. He's, or, he's been making games for how long? You think I suddenly said, he's going to forget how to make a game? You know? No, I said Konami. Oh, Konami. Oh, could you so Konami really got involved yeah, and, and yeah, fucks sure. about, and that's what caused the problem. Or that Kojima was a total idiot, which isn't very likely, and that maybe he had idiot staff surrounding him. So either way, I don't think... I think we're going to see more Metal Gear games, absolutely, because, because Konami. But I don't think they're going to be very good, and they'll... Yeah, they'll they'll survive through Kojima's loss, but you know, at what cost? Mm-hmm. I think it's not going to be the same. I mean, I also think the MGS series is just it's there's not enough space for a new storyline. It's just so there's so much going on at once. The minute you write something, you're going to be overlapping with something else and making something else not work, and then all the fans will hate it and say that's not canon because it makes this not work. And you know, we've already seen that with MGS Five. Mm-hmm. I've not spoken about that stuff because I don't know enough about the storyline, but there's a lot of videos on YouTube talking about how the storyline doesn't make sense. Oh, you know what, actually? Um, my friend Steve, who yeah. I do another podcast with, he sent me a link and said, watch this, the game wasn't finished. And there is actually a Mission 51. And I think it came from the special edition or something like that. Of of It was a cutscene that was completed, but they hadn't actually put in... Um, they hadn't moved, animated the mouths yet, so the mouths were solid. But all the all the voice acting was there, the music, the dialogue, the intro thing to the 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 actual mission. So someone had recreated it as it could have been, in that they put the cutscene in where it was meant to be, and in the opening bit where you're like flying there on the helicopter or whatever, they had the voiceover of uh, of whoever it is that gives you the missions with concept art of what was going to happen, mm-hmm. and that wraps up a lot of the stuff that doesn't make a lot of sense in MGS Five. But it's probably never going to come out. Like we're never going to see that. No. That is the last mission, and it's not there. But they could have had it in there. It was very, very nearly done. Yeah. Um, either way, I just feel like the if Kojima, if Konami were going to have a really successful game, and and utilize some new writing talent, they'd have to make a new series. They'd have to have the balls to say, let's move away from MGS, make something else. I feel what's more likely though is they're going to go down a route of, you know, having MGS games out more regularly and they're going to be focused on gameplay, they're not going to have as much story behind them. Mm. Or they'll drop the MGS name entirely and go for generic man in desert fighting off baddies game, building a base. Desert man, the shooter. Yeah. Who knows though, It's, it's so difficult to predict because, to be quite frank, Nothing about what's happened during this game has made sense. So how can I make sense of what's going to happen in the future? Who knows? Mm-hmm. Anything yep. can happen. Yep. Um, and for the record, when I stated last episode that the that I thought the series was nonsense, I was speaking more about the recent entries in the franchise. I really enjoyed MGS One and Two, even though we had to play as a bitchy blonde feminine guy. I do have more to say on the Kojima matter. However, this email has gone on quite a while already. Yeah. Best, Ethan. MGS Four was a bit of madness and all, but. Um... Nanobots, nanomachines, what they're called. It did wrap up a lot in a good right. way. You know, it, it addressed a lot of what the other a lot games of closure. had. closure. And MGS2 was fucking batshit crazy. Yeah, I, I liked MGS2 the least. I haven't played MGS4, but MGS3, I thought 3 was, was incredible. Best, yeah. 3 was fantastic. Yeah. Anyway, thank you, Ethan. I hope you didn't feel like we were being too... It's a lot of good discussion points. Aggressive. In such a short email. Um, it's good. But, uh, but yeah, that's... Uh, 
that was that was interesting reading. Thank you. Speaking again of MGS5, Scott Slater weighed in on Twitter and said, "So glad someone has picked up on how much of a slog fest MGS5 is. I gave up ages ago." Yeah. Now I I think it is putting a lot of people off because of the changes in gameplay, but equally I feel like newcomers to the series have really enjoyed the way it's set out because I know a lot of people who have this yeah. is their first Metal Gear Solid game and they're really like it because it's just so easy to get into but people who are you know well I put yeah that's exactly it I put a, a video on, on YouTube about basically taking the excerpt of us our discussion last episode put it out on YouTube and as such I was looking at different YouTube videos on a similar topic and they've usually got about 50% likes 50% dislikes all the likes are coming from MGS fans who hate this game, who say it's the worst game in the fr- in the series. They don't even acknowledge it. All the all the dislikes are coming from people who are new to the series and love it. Yeah, so it's it, interesting. It's changed and the audience of MGS, and I don't think it's going to be fixed in the future. I know, I know for a fact that there are a couple of people who have, who disagreed with what you said last week, but they haven't reached out to us to actually formally express their opinion but i would be very interested again please let us know how you feel about it because it's a nice while, discussion if anything. yeah i mean i've i agree largely with what you're saying simon i've actually finished it but yeah. it took me until the end of the game to realize that actually i that that pissed me off the way it was set out pissed me off this isn't this isn't metal gear solid 3 and it shouldn't be metal gear solid 3 but i feel like the the total loss of linearity has mm-hmm. hurt it and the fact that it is it's Big Boss you know Big Boss's character was rounded off so well in MGS3 everything made sense and all that kind of stuff mm-hmm. and then you think the list is filling in a blank between that and MGS4 yeah how could you ruin M- and how could you ruin Big Boss's storyline like that because MGS3 was so fucking good do, do that do a shit game with a shit story with any other character mm-hmm. don't touch Big Boss that's the way I feel about it it makes it even worse <laughs> There we go. Anyway, that's enough Metal Gear Solid 5 for now. Uh, Simon, do you want to quickly run through the next one? Sure. Rich Anderson has emailed in. He says, here's my favourite game music. He had five, but uh, we're only going to use the first one because Mm -hmm. we don't, you know, we're already running quite late. We don't want to play like 15 minutes of Um, So his number one is the Final Fantasy VII boss theme. Are you going to insert this in here? I'm going to put a minute of that, or 30 seconds of that boss theme in here. There we go. That was that was Rich's favourite. Strong choice. Very iconic music. Very good. What about you, Simon? Um, you go with yours because I'm just typing to get the name of mine. <laughs> okay. Uh, I mean, my I I have a lot of favourite music. A lot of it would come from Final Fantasy VII. But if I was gonna name something recent, probably the Persona Four battle music. Mm-hmm. And I'll put that in here.
Or does this have to be written for a game? Because I'm not sure if this was. As in, so you're taking a song that was used in a game? Yeah, but... I'm, I'll but, allow it. Um, so, I mean, shortlisted, The Last of Us, fantastic music in that. Yes. Um, but this one's MGS3. Can mm-hmm. you guess which song? The, the main theme? Oh, Snake Eater! No. Star Sailor, Way to Fall. Uh, really good okay I'll put a bit of that yeah. in here cheers bud There we go. That was our favourite game music. Obviously, if we gave it more consideration, it would be significantly longer. Yep. And much harder. Next up, Simon. Next up, on the Empire podcast this week, um, this is... Who, who sent this in? This is Glenn Hurst. Okay. Um, he says, on the Empire podcast this week, they were they asked... They were asked your question around about the horse-sized ducks. So in retaliation, I'd like to ask you what your favourite films of all time are. I'm rubbish with films. <laughs> um, you're not going to answer anything? Well, I'll, I'll watch a film and I'll like it. And then I'll forget about it. And yeah. so all the all the films I like are the films I've watched in the past like three months. Um, really good film. What's it called with Leonardo DiCaprio? Uh, Titanic. Scorsese film. <laughs> set in Boston. Oh, so set in where? Boston. Oh, I don't know. That's annoying. Um, Old Boy as well, the South Korean film. Yeah. Oh, The Raid is really good. The Raid's awesome. Mm. Um, tons of good films. Dodgeball. Dodgeball. It's a, it's hot, a classic. Hot Rod. <laughs> um, another one for you. I'm trying yeah. to get under the skin of the people behind the inside of the podcast. Well, you're already doing it. Stop emailing so often. Yeah. Hey! <laughs> um, joking, what's your gaming history? Uh-huh. Always PlayStation. Had a PS1, 2, 3, and 4 ever had an Xbox or something other for a while I used to have actually still have in the attic a Panasonic 3DO oh my goodness that's so obscure I've never heard of it also gone through ZX Spectrum Mega Drive SNES original Xbox and of course PlayStation 1, 2, 3 and 4 and the original day one PSP that I just sold on eBay for 50 quid that's a good price damn not bad who if anyone has oh whoa, whoa, hang on hang on different question oh sorry yeah question. so what did I start with probably Game Boy yeah and then... Game Boy Color or original Game Boy? Um, Game Boy Original, then Game Boy Color with PlayStation... Not PlayStation, with Yellow... Um, what's it called? Pokemon. PlayStation All-Stars Battle Royale. Oh, on Game Boy Color. <laughs> <laughs> on uh, the, the Pokemon Yellow with Pikachu. Fuck yeah, Pokemon. Yeah. And then I got... I was always wanted a PlayStation, but I, I got one from someone who was giving it away. Mm-hmm. Got it for free. That's not bad. And it, it was chipped, and it had MGS and all these other games for... Illegal. Awesome. Yeah. Pirate from the very beginning. And then PS2, um, which I bought myself, and then PS3, which I bought myself, and then PS4. So those are the consoles you've had? Yeah. Okay. And I had PC, uh, yeah, PC again for a long time in between, because in between PlayStation 1, no, in between PS2 and PS3, because hmm. I got PS3 in about 2008, 9. Right. In between that, I was... I'd been playing like Call of Duty and, all, and 2 and 1 and all the... So all the games that kind of bridged next gen with PS2 that 
console gamers never had. Uh-huh. I was playing them like Battlefield 2 and all this kind of stuff. I always tried to play PC games, but my computer was always so bad, and I knew nothing about how to make it good. <laughs> so I so I had all these, you know, Doom and Quake and stuff that my dad used to play, mm. and I used to watch him playing them. They're um, awesome. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But that's all our computer could ever run. Mm. So, so that was that. Like Dark Forces. You remember Star Wars Dark Forces? I remember that was amazing. Um, Star Wars Jedi Outcast Two. Oh, that was that a bit was too class. complicated for my computer. <laughs> for my computer. Uh, but I started with a Game Boy Color 2. Um, my cousin had a Nintendo 64 and a Mega Drive, and I used to go around and watch that and thought that was the most amazing thing ever. But uh, yeah, Pokemon Blue is what I started with, and I thought it was the most incredible thing ever. And I played that solidly until I got a PS1 for Christmas. And it was secondhand, I think, from, a, from an early eBay. Mm. And it came with a load of games that were totally inappropriate for me. Yeah, like, like, oh, F- Father Christmas just yeah. made a mis- made a mistake. He gave it to us so we could trade it in for in-store credit. <laughs> no, when I when I when I bought my PS2, because me and my brother uh-huh. we put cash in together to get it. Yeah. Um, we got the uh, the GTA bundle. Oh right. Yeah. No wonder you're so violent. I know. Awful. This is what made I was what... not allowed near that stuff. Yeah. Like I wasn't wasn't allowed near it. My cousin was, but I. No, I used to I, think Vice City was the most incredible thing I'd ever seen. I got it taken off me, and I didn't understand why. So I <laughs> asked, and I was just told that you can, you know, hire a prostitute and kill them, and you're not allowed a game that you can do why that. Why does in. everyone say that? Like, why um, does everyone go to that? I know. I didn't know you could do that. I was just playing the storyline, which, yeah, so it's I'm fucked do up it as now. it is. But then I found out that you get 20% extra health. If you do hire a prostitute, well, duh! So it's instantly, just a I was doing it from then on when I got the game pack. Nice. Did yeah. you ever break the door off the car? So you could, this is the kind of stuff that probably yes, people still yeah, do I as did, adults, yeah. but as young. But they just sat there at that point. The car just shaked. Oh, really? And GTA Three, yeah. Shookened, just shookened. Shookened, it just shook bounced. Okay. Well, I got a PS One. Then I got a PS Two, um, which I think was bought for me with some like a dead relative money. You know that rolling in that dead relative money. Mm. Uh, so I got that bundled with Finding Nemo on PS2. I'm so glad you died. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Finding Nemo on PS2, what a classic. Yeah, well, good. Good for you. It was broken, <laughs> like it froze all the time. What was the point in having a game like that without a platinum? Well, they, I know, now. Nowadays, <laughs> we're spoiled. And even so, we don't get many movie tie-in games on PS4. But uh, oh, They're anyway. kind of gone now, aren't they? Yeah, they have. Uh, then I got a PSP. I saved up for that myself, got that on launch day in 2005, and I had Medieval on it and stuff like that, and I really liked my PSP. Still got it, somewhere. Uh, then I got a PS3 at launch, then I got a Nintendo DS, a second-hand one, which I played, the, I had a I, I had a cheat card on it so I could download I had games. A, I had a PSP as well, I forgot to mention that. Yeah, PSP was so good. Wipe out. Loved the PSP. Uh, then I got, I think, a P, I want to say a PSP Go. Really? Yeah, I bought that second hand and I loved it. I thought it was brilliant because all I wanted to do on my PSP at that point was play Final Fantasy VII, the PS1 classic version. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it was amazing. Battery life was really good. There was no clunky parts to it. It was really light, compact, and I loved I thought it was a brilliant little console. Really poorly, like it didn't need to exist. And I totally un- acknowledge that and understand it and I won't defend it, but I really enjoyed playing it while I had it. Uh, I had an Xbox 360 for a short while when uh, on one of the occasions my PS3 died and all I really played was Oblivion on it and then I got a PS4 at launch and there we are. 
What a long story. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Who, if anyone, has inspired you both? Which journalists, broadcasters, game industry people answer me? Simon Thornton. Have I inspired you? He inspires me every day. If he can um, go through life looking the way he does, in terms then of why uh, can't we all, Simon? That's <laughs> rude. In terms of broadcasters, um, Nick Robinson. Oh, yeah. John Simpson, Tim Hetherington. I don't know who that last one is. Um, he's a war correspondent, died in Libya. Oh, damn. Yeah, hit by a mortar. Very inspirational, though. Yeah. Yeah. Inspires you every day. Um, let's continue. I've lost this email. Oh, don't worry about me. I, I've got no one that inspires me anyway. So. Oh, you said me. Oh, it's lying. <laughs> oh, it's lying. <laughs> What's the biggest film mm. you haven't seen? Mine is Apocalypse Now. Okay. The biggest game you haven't... Oh, let's start with the film. The biggest film I haven't seen. Oh, it's so many. Like, The I Godfather. I like, think of any. Loads of Leonardo DiCaprio. But basically, every film that's ever been nominated for an Academy Award, I've never Pro- seen it. For me, probably Godfather 2. Just because... Godfather the Godfather was, Strikes Back. Godfather was long, and I couldn't really get into it that much. Right. Which is a bit um, controversial. Is it? But I've seen a lot of films. Okay. You've seen a lot more than me, that's for sure. Um, the biggest game you haven't played. I missed the Final Fantasy VII Bolt. That's quite a big one. Yeah, that's a difficult one to get on now. Yeah. Um, for me, it was Metal Gear Solid, but I've done that now. I don't feel like there are any game series that I really want to play. His was the Arkham Knight. Oh, you're not missing much. <laughs> Arkham Knight's not that great. You don't think that, do you? It's, all, it's good. Oh, wait, well, maybe he means the first one. Oh, Arkham, Arkham Asylum. Arkham Asylum. Arkham was, Asylum. was amazing. And uh, Arkham... The, the biggest TV show you never watched. Mine is The Wire or possibly Mad Men. You Both should of watch, those. You should watch Mad Men. Um, I've never seen The Wire either. So that's probably, yeah, I haven't probably seen a big one. The Wire, Mad Men, um, Sopranos, Man. stuff like that. I mean, I've watched the big ones recently, Game of Thrones, Breaking Bad, that sort of thing. But there's so much to watch, so like good. Sons of the... Anarchy and things. They're meant to be really good, yeah. and I just, you know... I won the second last season of Mad Men, and I just I just love it. I just, I've fallen in love with with, um, with not not John Hamm, specifically Donald Draper. Right. Big throbbing man-boner for, the, for oh, him. My goodness me. Yeah. How descriptive. Yeah. I haven't seen uh, True Detective either. Oh, just watch these movies. So good. Okay. Now, if you drove a car at light speed, would the headlights work? I like to think that um, that Glenn is making a car in his garage that goes at light speed, and he's and, he, and he's stuck on this bit. Um, and to him, <laughs> to him, I would say it's the last for, bit. Yeah. First of all, I think the headlights would work, but they wouldn't project light. If that makes sense. Well, I feel like if you're shining the light into a light speed vortex, because you know that's sciencey, right? That makes sense. Um, yeah, that's then surely you don't need one. If you're not if you're not going faster than the speed of light, if you are going at the speed of light, then the light you've already projected into it will already be in front of you, right? Does that make any sense? Well, you mean like um, if you roll a ball on a train, it's going faster than the train technically. Not so then not the necessarily. Is in, in if the you're. Headlight. If you're at a total stop, and then you go to light speed, and while you're going at light speed, you turn on your headlights, there won't be any light in front of you. They'll be emitting light, but there won't be any light in front of you. If you start emitting light, and then go to light speed, then surely the light that you already were emitting has already started travelling, so it's already in front of you. Does that make any sense? Um, I guess so. I think... <laughs> Good, great, thank you for that. <laughs> I think, though, the... I think the, the... The analogy of the train and the and the ball would make sense. Right. 
because if you think about it, I don't know. I, I'm not a scientist. <laughs> now I'm not a scienceman. Um, I just think if a ball can move faster than a train just because it's on a train getting moved, yeah, then should surely the light would just move faster than this. This is too complicated it. for us. Can we get can we get a science man on here, please? please? You really have got under our skin. You know that, Glenn? Fuck you, Glenn. Um, yours forever, Glenn Hurst. Love you, Glenn. Thank Love you, Ben. Thank you for those. Love you, Ben. Love you, bye. Oh, cheers, buddy. <laughs> I've just came out. Freudian <laughs> slip. All right, do you want to get this last email? Last email. Let's let's go on piling on through. It's Big Rich. He's back. Hi, guys. Very excited to see a new episode of the podcast waiting to be played on my iPad. Well done, Simon, for not being dead in a field or stuck in a cupboard somewhere. Or lost Thanks. on a roundabout. It happens. It's a, it's, a daily, <laughs> it's a daily struggle. Did you know that over the uh, that over two people a decade die getting lost on roundabouts globally? Somebody should start a charity to do something about this tragedy, tragic epidemic. Do they mean they're lost on it, or does, does that mean they took the wrong exit? And then, and then died? Like, surely, but that would be by car. Again, science people, let us know. Yeah. Anyway, I was getting frustrated by the lack of podcast and border work, so I thought I would take a look at your episode data to work out whether my frustrations were justified, or whether I was just being impatient. They were justified. See attached. Before we continue, can I just say that we do not condone anyone doing anything at work other than work because we've had people fired before. <laughs> yeah, we've cost and, people uh, their jobs. If someone came over to your desk and saw you working on a spreadsheet that was to do with our episode data, yeah. I don't think they'd keep you on very well. Like, um, hey, Big Rich, what are you doing there? <laughs> Mr. Rich? Hey, Big, how's it going? No. Anyway, so he's attached this file. Right, it's an Excel spreadsheet. It, it breaks down roughly how many podcasts we're producing on a weekly basis, per quarter, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So it, the, it's not in our favour, Simon. No. It's not in our favour. He says, do you want to continue? Yes, I will. While you may have done 14.3% more episodes this year compared to last year, you are still only operating at 92.3% efficiency, leaving listeners like me cold and alone out in the podcastless wilderness with nothing more than the ever-persisting voices in our heads for company. 92.3% is quite good. Yeah, that's what I think until you look at the data. Yeah. In fact, you haven't hit 100% efficiency since 2013. And whilst efficiency seems to be picking up as of late, the long-term trend is down. What the actual fuck? With episode 100 just around the corner, I think you guys need to take a long, hard look in the mirror. Pull your socks up, put your best foot forward, look before you leap, don't judge a book by its cover, and like a rolling stone that gathers no moss, pull your fucking fingers out and keep up the ruddy. Good work! On that note, I've got a podcast to listen to. Word to Willie McPinch. Big Rich 84. I hope he signs off all his work emails like that. (laughs) (laughs) Word to Willie McPinch. Yeah. Or just Big Rich 84. <laughs> no word to limit pinch. <laughs> okay, so... This is so the thing, though. Basically... Yeah. Um, How many episodes w- did we produce in 2014? Yeah, so, so basically, like, in 2012, there was 25 episodes. 2013, there was 27 episodes. Yeah. 2014, there was 21, which is bad. Yeah. And 2015, there's 24. So we are is, trending higher so but, far this year. But we've year. not finished 24. Oh, that was... No, it's as of September, isn't it? It's like until September, right? Right. So, oh. yeah, basically, we're, we're kind of on average now at 24. <sighs> but the way to look at this, if we were a business, we would yeah. just erase all the data before 2014 and I would say, look, we made three more this year. Look, doesn't matter we're not that we as made... bad, promise. Yeah. Basically, um, just put up with it because, you know, we've got lives. 
<laughs> we don't live to serve you. <laughs> we don't get paid for this shit. No, we're not making any money off this. Anyway, thank you very much for all your questions. Really appreciate it. We're going to go over again how you can get involved with Show 100 at the end of the show. So listen out for that. Yeah. What's up next? News. PSR UK News. Bringing you the latest news from across the world of PlayStation and beyond. With William McPinch and Bobbert Bignuts, this is PSR UK News. Here's today's headlines. Paris Games Week happened. Civilization Revolution has been announced for PS Vita. MGS5 has sold 5 million copies. And Outlast 2 is coming out next autumn. How do today? I'm Willie McPinch. This week was Paris Games Week, so there's a lot of Vita news to get through. Just kidding, Vita is dead. Let's start with the new announcements with Bobby Baptiste. Yes, I really... Uh, there's uh, lots of new games to look forward to. Uh, Gran Turismo Sport is a Gran Turismo game. Detroit Become Human is David Quedge's new game thing. Robots... Matterfall is Housemark's new game. It's got uh, cubes and guns. Tekken 7 is coming. Boundless is like a sci-fi Minecraft. And there's some uh, VR cheat with dinosaurs and one with mech things. Um, back to you, Willy. Great work as always, Baptiste. Now trailers. Yes, it will. Trailers were shown. Lots of trailers. Drive Club is getting bikes. Horizon Zero Dawn looks like a game with robots. And Uncharted 4's multiplayer looks like the usual online Uncharted clusterfuck. Clusterfork. That was this week's top stories. Now it's over to Simon and Ben to discuss the French in detail. I'm Willa McPinch. And until next time, I don't care if Kara's a robot. She's getting pumped. Yeah. Yeah, so this is uh, Paris Game Week. Did you watch it? I watched the trailers from it. I didn't watch the whole thing. Oh, it was so boring. Was it? Yeah, I mean, there's there's lots of stuff there, but it was a very dull presentation. I feel like, who was it that used to do them? Because I feel like this new guy is not as good. Oh, Jim, Jim, what's his face, is boring. Yeah. He's, he's a boring man. He's, he's, um, it's a business way of doing it rather than a... Which is yeah. it's, it's whole it's at odds with the for the players thing that they've got going. Andrew the contents for the gamers. Andrew House. The is actual good. guy that comes out is oh, Jack Trice was pretty good. Yeah, he was good. He's he was really good. Yeah, he's the guy I like I'm talking Jack about. Trent. Lovable, but he's American, so he's unlikely to be at the European one. Enthusiastic. Yeah, he sounds like he's happy to be there. Mm. I'm Jim Lloyd. Here's some games. The... That was basically how it was. Over and over again. Some horrible, awkward stuff between uh, the Street Fighter people and the Tekken people that just didn't make a lot of sense. Um, lots of translators that didn't sound like they were interested at all in what was going on. What yeah, do you think right. of um, of the games? You know, Let's talk about the ones we care about. So Detroit yeah. Become Human, David yes. Cage. We've talked about this a little bit. Yeah, it's a David Cage game, so of course I'm going to be excited. What are you talking I'm about? I'm excited about it because of the, the premise and the story. There was a tech demo on this, obviously, and... Uh, couple of years ago and it wasn't meant to be a game and obviously they've they've decided well people liked that let's make a game about it and yeah. and it's exciting because it's a really good premise for a game 
she's come alive. It's a really she's, good premise for she's anything. She's gained really. sentience. It would be a good she's... book. It'd be a good film. Yeah, I'm worried about not just the fact that David Cage is making it because he's not got a hundred percent track record. I'm a worried David about. Cage game. I'm worried about what the game would actually be. You know. Because yeah. you look at Heavy Rain and you think instantly, well, it's a detective game, so you've got the, the looking for clues. What is this? What could this be? Is this going to be more of a, you're just, it's just a, a film with quick time events? Because what could possibly be the gameplay mechanic here? I don't know, man. I don't know, but I'm I'm ready to let the pillowy goodness of David Cage's ridiculous mind envelop me mm. and... And take me on a ridiculous journey. Yes, Matterfall is um, Housemark's new game. Housemark made, uh, what was it called? Resogun. Yeah, and they're also making Alienation. I thought the trailer for this was the most generic-looking shite I'd ever seen. Yeah, but the thing is, it's got the same cubes from uh, from from Resogun. Yeah, but this was this a CG like a trailer, though. I don't understand why they would do that. Like, it, they made it look. It was just here is Space Marineman, and he is going to shoot some blocks. Oh, yeah, like, yeah, cool. Uh, I that's... mean. It was a bit weird, wasn't it? Yeah, I didn't really get that. Lots of people that were watching the same stream, I was like, oh, that looks badass. I love that developer. And I'm like, I love that developer, but that trailer was wank. And what size game is it going to be? That's something I, I didn't really get from the trailer. You know, Housemark can make quite small indie kind yeah. of type Downloadable games. stuff, yeah. yeah. This looked like a third-person shooter or a first-person shooter. You know, it looked like a Killzone trailer type thing almost. Mm. Yeah. Who knows? We'll see. Tekken 7. It's a game. I don't, don't care. That's the thing. Boundless looks like a sci-fi type Minecraft looking thing with portals. That was interesting. It sort of looked like No Man's Sky crossed with Minecraft. It's the kind of game I don't think should be unveiled with a trailer. I think it should be unveiled with a, a demo Gameplay. of what it is. Yeah. Because and again, it's, it's too easy was... to just say, well, that's just a fucking shit Minecraft, isn't it? It was underwhelming anyway because of the presentation style. It was like, here's a game. Like, okay, that looks interesting, but I've got no idea what it was. Mm -hmm. like, okay, now here's another game. Yeah, and we had new trailers for, um, what was it called? Horizon Zero Dawn. Yep. Everyone's going apeshit some... for that. To me, to me, it just looks like a it looks like a sandbox game with shooting machines instead of Dinosaur animals. stuff. Yeah, yeah I, that's exactly how I feel too. I'm sure it's going to be really good, and I'd, I'm sure I would enjoy playing it. At the moment, I'm not too fussed. Everyone, but the thing that annoys me is everyone kind of... I don't get the hype. It kind of annoys me. I don't understand why everyone's so hyped. It's not a new idea. It's just not, you know. We've had Lost Planet for a long time. Yeah, Everyone it is very Lost Planet. Just rake in your hype a little bit because this yeah. looks a lot like Lost Planet at the moment. I, I agree. I agree. I loads of people would would losing their shit at E3 about that, and I thought, yeah, it's a good looking game and it's a nice premise, but I don't like. It doesn't do anything for me. No, personally, I don't. I'm not wet in anticipation. No, I like a good story though, and and we haven't seen anything about the story so far. No. So oh, yeah. if a good story trailer comes out for that, maybe I will suddenly be really excited. Maybe. And uh, th there's a lot of scope to have a good storyline in that game, isn't there? Yeah. Because the setting's quite good. Um, Uncharted 4's multiplayer, it looks like Uncharted multiplayer, so you can't really... I think things. it was a... It looked. It didn't even look like gameplay. No, it didn't. I wasn't sure. It, lo it looked a, a little bit I was, CG. I was hoping that Uncharted 4 multiplayer would take something from The Last of Us multiplayer. Yeah. Which I'm not sure if it was as successful, but it was definitely received better. very well and better. Well, how would that yeah. work though in Uncharted though? Because they don't have a crafting system. It's not, you know, yeah, Uncharted is always very fast, isn't it? It's not a slow game. You don't have a crafting system, but there's a lot of guns and a lot of um, 
gadgets and stuff. So what you could do is go like down a Counter-Strike type route where you have a no respawns and the same sort of system as Last of Us with its different rounds. Mm-hmm. And then you unlock parts and instead of buying a special weapon or something, you're buying all your weapons, you're buying grenades and all that kind of stuff. Right. That's what Counter-Strike's like. And it would just be the same but without the crafting. There could be a game mode like that in there. It would work, yeah. Hmm. I would like that, but it's not going to come. Um, what else was there? Gravity Rush 2, looks like Gravity Rush. Yeah, excited for that. Wild, don't have a clue what's going on there. Really? That that was a, a lot of people really liked that. They announced that last Gamescom. I, it looked good. I mean, a lot of people like this kind of stuff. I'm always cautious about what the game actually is, though. The same yeah. with, with the same with Zero Dawn. Dawn. No, no, not Zero Dawn. Um, what's the one uh, with the plane? The spaceship. Huh? Oh, No Man's Sky. The same with No Man's Sky. I want to yeah. see what the game is before I get excited because if, if it's just going to different planets and mining minerals, I'm going to get bored really quick. And we haven't seen any fighting take place in space. We've just seen other people do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's the same with Wild. If all it's going to be is some very easy killing cannibals, then it's not going to hold my attention for very long. Yeah. Um, Nevertheless, the I'm premise sure. looks exciting. looks different. I'm not sure about it either. Uh, controlling different animals seems exciting. And uh, the demo they showed, again, I, I don't know really how I felt about that. I, d- I don't know. I don't know what's going on, Simon. I'm looking at a lot of these new games and thinking, that just doesn't do anything for me. That doesn't Same. make me feel anything. And I don't know what, if there's something wrong with me or what's going on, but I see a lot of these new games and I think... Hey, they'll probably be good. It's like what but... I said last week, though, isn't it? It's like I'm scared of what new games are going to become because I'm if all if new games are just changes. yeah, if this generation of consoles becomes just mindless open world bullshit, I'm not going to like a lot of the games that come out. Don't worry, Simon. And so if, if Zero Dawn comes out and there's very little story and it's just going around killing machines, I'm probably not going to buy it. If, there's always if, David Cage, Simon. Well, you know what. Um, for me, until dawn. Just gonna pack it in, Alan. Until dawn, Alien, and The Witcher and Bloodborne are the best games this year for me. Bloodborne is a no is a no brainer. Mm-hmm. Until dawn, Alien, they both got received pretty crap, and they're some of my favorite games this year. Um, The Order. The Order as well, yeah, very good. And no one liked that. Yeah. Um, just just to quickly go back to a point you just made about um, yeah. Horizon Zero Dawn. I reckon that's going to be very narratively heavy. That looks like it's going to have a not necessarily a strong story, but I reckon it's going to be pretty linear. Which one? It's a sandbox RPG type stuff. Uh, Horizon Zero Dawn. Yeah, I'm Dawn. hoping that. I'm hoping it does. I'm, I'm waiting for the story thriller to get yeah. me hyped. I mean, they've all got character names, so that's a good start. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see. We will see. What else was there there? Was there, was there anything else? There was a lot of VR stuff. So there's an yeah. Until Dawn on the rails type theme park ride thing. That was good mm. though. I like the idea of the way they're getting around the the on rails aspect not feeling like it's clunky is by making it a theme park ride. That's cool. Yeah. I like that. Apparently it's pretty spooky as well. Yeah. From what people have said that have played it. But there we go. Was there anything else big? I feel like there was something else big that was announced. Until Dawn, not Until Dawn. Uh, there was the, uh, the, No Man's Sky got an announcement. Yeah. Uh, a fucking release date, sorry. Yeah. And it, I thought people were disappointed it's, it's going to be a while until it's out. What were you expecting? We haven't seen any gameplay. We've seen people wandering around, but that's not necessarily gameplay. That's a floating camera in an environment. 
we have seen a fair bit of gameplay. Have now, we seen them, have we seen what they actually do though? What the fun no. bit is? No, they can show what you can do. That's, yeah, that's what I mean. But, but we don't know what you yeah, do. When I see when I mean gameplay, I don't mean um spaceship moving slowly through space. I I want to see space battle, not just them say you can have space battle. I want to see it. I want to see I want to have space battle. I want to see what the minerals are for. And if you just have to sit there mining them by pressing a button over and over yeah. or you know, what you can be use online? what you Not can use the online. minerals for um after you've mined them you know we haven't seen anything really what's the name of that really in-depth space sim Eve, not eve, not eve but what eve was part of you know what yeah. i mean no what not even eve? what eve that was so part gone of. isn't it eve online is still massive oh dust yeah, dust. Is yeah, dust. That's yeah that was shit i um, fucking called it with that though didn't i, I said that was shit and it was it no. oh elite dangerous you heard of that no it's like a super in-depth space sim where you have your own ship and you can be a smuggler and stuff and people play it in uh, with Oculus and you can get like the the control panel so you're like in a it's like you're in the cockpit and stuff and you get resources from one place you can smuggle them to other parts of the galaxy basically you can just play however you want with mm. loads of other players I don't like that though too much but no man's sky too much choice and no no focus on a story no, I can't well I, can't I think kind of game. okay either way though it's it's meant to be incredible and yeah. no man's sky could be that, except you're not playing with other people, are you? No. My favourite thing, thing about, about um, No Man's Sky... Oh, are you not playing with other people? Can't you meet them? No. No. That's a, no that's I think, a I'm fairly sure it's a single-player experience, but, but, but you, you just bump into other people's creations. Okay. Um, people's yeah, that's a, bit, um, that's a massive... It's going to feel findings. fucking lonely, isn't it? Yeah, there's going to... I don't know. There are going to be NPCs. Is there going to be a story? Who knows? It's, it's confusing. We don't know we anything don't about know it. Anything. Um, what else was there? There was the VR mech fighting simulator which looked a lot like Wipeout with guns yeah with a very excited American esports commentator it looked alright but you know it's. I think there's a lot of VR games that are going to come out that are kind of trying to feel what VR will become yeah will it just become a way of moving the camera mm-hmm. I wouldn't be against I don't think VR is going to blow me away this generation because of the resolution not being that good right I don't think it's going to overtake the way that we play games in the future, PS5, PS6, wherever we get to, when VR is really good, I reckon we just won't use the TV at all. I'm worried. Why? I'd, I'm scared it's going to go down a 3D TV, PlayStation Move kind of route. I hope not. I don't think it's going to be a, a huge... I don't think it's going to overtake the way we play games this generation, though. Because, no. But what I think it will become in the future, if the tech gets good enough and cheap enough, with the resolutions good enough is you just sit down, you stick it on, and instead of using the right analogue stick, you just use your head. Yeah. Or even you use the right, right analogue stick as well. So Call of Duty, you can use the right analogue stick as well, but you've also got the added flexibility of looking over your shoulder just to check without having to turn around fully. Mm-hmm. Um, that adds a, a whole different level to it. How would it work, though, in Call of Duty? Because obviously you don't want to... You would be looking where you're shooting, but you don't want to control a crosshairs with your face. No, so what I would think would be... would Imagine... Imagine Call of Duty as it is, controls the exact same. And as you're looking forward, that's you looking at the TV. Right. And if you look left and right, you're looking away from your arms, you know? So you're looking over your shoulder or to your side. So kind of like a tank. Yeah, and then if you want to look, if you want to move your weapon that way, you'd move the analog stick, I guess. Right. God, they'd have to test the shit out of that. That's how, that's how a human work. actually moves, though, when you think about it. I know, but it's going to be such an alien feeling in a yeah, game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think it could work. Yeah. Let's, um... Let's, We've got a couple of pieces of feedback very quickly. Yeah, what other people Paris thought of, of, of Paris Games Week? 
So some dead guy called Patrick McClellan, I don't know who he is, uh, said, Gravity Rush 2 is looking really promising. Gameplay demo for Wild was a nice surprise too. Curious to see how it turns out. Yeah. Really interested to see how these things work as games. Mm. Even the David Cage game. How will that operate as a game? Really good ideas, but did they get further than just putting the idea on the drawing board? Did they actually turn it into a game? Mm. That's what um, worries me. Tony O'Hara says the Detroit game looks really good, but but as not much was shown of the gameplay, I'm a bit sceptical as Beyond Two Souls felt like such a strange, sorry, such a struggle to play as it constantly forced me to go the way Cage wanted the game to be played, watched. I feel a bit burned by Quantic, Quantic Dream. They will have to pull something good out of the bag to convince me to get it. He's basically just saying exactly what I said, isn't he? Shut up, Simon. Apart from you, shut, apart from you played shut up, it. Tony. You're not allowed to. You don't like people that agree with me, do you? <laughs> no, I just, I just don't like you. Shante Goodman hmm. said the Uncharted Four multiplayer looks crazy good. So you get to use cursed artifacts and stuff to turn it into like a kill streak almost, isn't it? Yeah, the spooky stuff from the game series, and that looks interesting. We'll see. I won't be playing Uncharted Four for the multiplayer. I know, yeah, I never obviously. really got into the multiplayer. I've always played them just a little bit because um, inevitably everyone has it because everyone loves Uncharted. So you always play it a little bit, but I've never been one of these people that sticks around for months after to play it. Right. Um, right. And apparently there is a there is an audience of people that do that. Yeah, that's crazy. The same I remember way we pe- people jumped would, into it ages after it came out. And it was just full of people that were awesome at it. Yeah. Um, the same way that people would be surprised that I go and play The Last of Us sometimes online, still. On PS3. PS4, no, PS4. But yeah, that was the news. Let's get to the end of the show. End of the show. Oh, hello. Didn't hear you come in. I'm esteemed voice actor Richard McGonagall. And what I find goes best with a glass of brandy, open fireplace, and my best smoking jacket and slippers is a good episode of PlayStation Radio UK. You know you want to be like me. So go on. Get listening. Thank you so much for listening to the show. This was Show 99. We're so close to show 100. We've got some ways you can get involved, Simon. What are they? Yeah, so let's get the normal stuff out of the way first. Uh, go to our website, yeah. www.playstationradio.co.uk. Get on our social media, at PS Radio UK for Twitter, yeah. forward slash PlayStation Radio UK for Facebook, and our YouTube is youtube.com slash PlayStation Radio UK. And we've got a PlayStation 4 community. You can go on and search it, or if you add us on PSN, we can add you to that group if you ask us. Um, but yeah, more importantly... <clears throat> Simon, sorry. Yeah, sure. Just to interrupt you. The... The PlayStation community, some things that I've noticed uh, the Pushquare community is doing, which I really like, is people uploading screenshots from games, like cool screenshots they took. Do that. Yeah, upload if you your screenshots. took a screenshot that you like, obviously spoiler free, don't be a dick. If you get a code for something you don't want, just chuck it into our community. Um, yeah, we'll have that. Um, we'll have that. And one day someone might return the favour. And what else can you do in there? If you're looking for something to play a game with, if, you, if yeah. you're trying to get into The Last of Us but no one's playing with you, see, dick picks. try and get another listener in there, play with you. Yeah. Um, yep. Yeah, post pictures of your phallus, anything you want. Nudes. Legitimately, though, there are communities that are already dedicated to that and they're being shut down. Really? Well, don't do that. We don't want to get shut down. Yeah, no, no, no. No, we'll block you. Um, But yeah, episode 100. We, it's the big one. We put out an email for voicemails. Um, and we. How many spe- people did you send it to, roughly? I don't know, 20 maybe. Okay. We specifically asked for voicemails saying what your favourite moment of PlayStation Radio UK has been. Mm. And we're going to cut that together with that moment itself and put together like a montage type, what you see on TV, you know, like the top 50 moments from Blackadder. You know, we're going to do something like that. 
It's going to go on for three hours. Yeah, and there's going to be like 17 ad breaks an hour. You're going to love it. <laughs> and you're not going to put it, you're not going to stop listening because it's going to come out on Christmas Day and they'll have nothing and else to do. It's only going to be accessible for Patreon subscribers. <laughs> That's not us. Um, so yeah, we really want those voicemails. We've only had one voicemail. We're going to play it now. Hang on. Sending out emails saying, give us a hand. Where's my hand? Do you promise me the hand of Big Boss? Send me the hand of Big Boss. I want the f***ing hand of Big Boss sent to me right now. Love you, bye. You fucking idiot, Big Rich. You did not do anything that we said. <laughs> anything. <laughs> so yeah, please, um, if you could email in your voicemail. Yeah. Um, as Big Rich did very successfully, just email it in as mm. any kind of audio family, uh, file mate format we'll, we'll we'll convert it to what we need <laughs> any audio file me and any audio files me just tell us what your favorite moment's been who you are yeah when you started listening what your favorite bit's been um and yeah why you listen just say anything but what we really need is that favorite moment that you've you've um you've Please. enjoyed yeah it's so easy to do and big rich if you and i are ever in the same place i will give you the hand of big boss that's the little plastic grabber arm that we were talking about on a few shows ago. I think I've got it here. Here it is. <laughs> that sound. Yeah, so... Um, yeah. Yeah, so send Please. us those voicemails. And if you've got anything else you want to send us in that you, you think can contribute, then uh, by all means, go ahead and do it. And yep. we'll have that. When, when do we want those voicemails by, Ben? Oh, can we get them by November the 1st, please? That's not possible. But you know what? If you send them by the tenth of November, yes. because by then Fallout will come out, and you won't you won't want to send them because you'll be too busy playing Fallout. Yeah, we'll, just, we'll just play, get out of the way yeah. now. It's a chore. Go on, get out of the way. Yeah, just, but you know, you like your audio. You may as well give us something back. Be in, in what's the word for it? Inaugurized in in in. Uh, Immortalized. Immortalized in. Inaugurized. I don't know, what the fuck. Be, <laughs> be immortalized in the audio of episode 100. Yes, please. Please do that. And uh, we will love you long time. You haven't got long left. We're going to take a, probably a couple of weeks off now because we need to get a few things prepared for the show. It's not going to be a normal show. Yeah, we need your voicemail. So the sooner you get them in, the sooner episode 100 will come out. Yeah. Yeah, it's all your fault if it doesn't happen. Shit bags. If we just stop here, it's your fault. <laughs> Dick, but <laughs> this is a good opportunity to just leave and never come back. It'll be like Firefly. It's like cool. Well, that's all. I, all the motivation I needed to never return. <laughs> One hundred. Oh, that's oh. a big number. See you Ooh, screw that. Yes, the triple figures. Get out. <laughs> I'm so hungry. Are you hungry? My stomach's been rumbling. I've, there's a muffin in front of me, and I just want to shove it in my face. But I, there's a massive. <laughs> this is the longest. Show there's a sharing size pizza ages. in the in the fridge, and I've got a, a ball of mozzarella. I'm gonna shove mozzarella on. Sharing size pizza? Are you kidding me? Why would they need to specify that a large pizza is for sharing? Oh, it doesn't say that. I just, I just, it, it doesn't, doesn't, it doesn't specify that. It. I'm specifying that because you've not seen it. It's one of those big ones you get in Asda. Right. Okay, so just a big pizza. It's a big pizza. That's fine. Hey, Simon, thank you so much, buddy. Thanks, Ben. Been a good show. Let's wrap up this this long-ass fucking podcast. I know. Jesus fuck. Sorry, guys. Well, this is just making up for the fact we're going to go away for like six months now. Bye. Love you. Love Bye. You've been listening to the PlayStation Radio UK podcast. 
find out more, go to www.playstationradio.co.uk or follow us on Twitter at PSRadioUK. If you've never played a computer game, don't dismiss them. There are games for all mentalities. It's just that the good games are hidden behind a massive...